Welcome to the Casablanca podcast. I'm your host today, Brendan, here solo potting without O, still feeling down about Ronaldo being eliminated from the World Cup. Doesn't want to talk about it. But here we are, first African team to make it to the World Cup semifinals in Morocco. Croatia upsets Brazil. Argentina gets through the Dutch. And France get through England, in my opinion, quite easily, despite not playing that well. So the semifinals we have are Croatia, Argentina, Morocco, France. Personally, myself, I would love to see a Morocco-Croatia final. I don't want to see Messi win. I don't want to see France go back-to-back, especially the way the Argentinians acted after the Netherlands game. That's a game I'll get into first. Um, Paredes should have been sent off. Double yellow, same exact play. Bad tackle, kicks ball into a dugout, red card automatically. Leo Messi, handball, not called. Mateo Lajos, a lot of La Liga fans don't like him. Personally, I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. Um, the big complaint and is that he makes the game about himself. Which, personally, I don't give a rat's ass if... Someone, a ref, does that. I could care less about that. You know why? Because all I care about is that the game is called fairly. And in this circumstance, Mateo Lajos called it, honestly, he should have given out a couple reds, but, you know, he doesn't want to be that guy. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to be the ref that, you know what, you're gone. Think about it. How much shit does do we talk about when talking about Real Madrid versus Bayern Munich? When they talk about, oh, Vidal got sent off and Casemiro should have been sent off. That's all we fucking hear when we talk about that game. That ref had no problem being that guy. Mateo Lajos didn't want to be the guy that was at fault for Argentina losing. Argentina? Players. Complained that Mateo Lajos wanted the Netherlands to equalize. The Netherlands players complained that Mateo Lajos was bad. You know what? Both sides had their problems. You know what? That to me, that he did a fair job. Might have been a shitty fair job, but you know what? If both sides can complain about certain things, then you know what? He was fair. That being said, um, Argentina wasn't that good in this game. You know, I keep seeing Messi being put in guys' teams of the tournament. For me, he doesn't get in. He hasn't been that good, especially in the knockouts. What, a, what an assist, but he hasn't been that good. He hasn't been messy. To me, there really hasn't been that many good forwards. Uh, and that bait Griezmann have been the two best forwards of the tournament, in my opinion. Kromaromic uh, has been another good one. Uh, been great for Croatia. Sosa has been good for Croatia. But, you know, when I look at this tournament, I see a lot of good midfielders. Midfielders are kind of what's been the turning point for this tournament. Um, the guy on Morocco, I'm going to botch his name here. It's like, oh, you, N-A-H-I, he's been a fucking amazing. Emrabat's been amazing. Modric has been amazing. Chuameni's been amazing. Midfielders, you know, I've said this to some friends, and, you know, I haven't said it on here, but my personal opinion, World Cups are won in the midfield. That's why Croatia goes deep. It's how Croatia beat... 
Brazil. It's why I thought the U.S. was going to beat the Netherlands, because I thought the U.S. had arguably the best midfield in the entire tournament. They were tired. They were worn down. They weren't used to this hustle and bustle of a World Cup while this Croatian midfield is. Mateo Kovacic didn't play in the last one, but you know what? Modric and Brozovic both were mainstays and played essentially every single game for Croatia in the last World Cup. So here we are. Um, I, I thought the Netherlands could have gone through. What a bad PK by VVD. You know, he put it in the easiest spot for keepers to get it. Uh, you know, waist high, not in the side netting. You know, you might as well just shot down the middle. You know, you either go hard for the corners or you go down the middle. You know, they're upper 90, which I prefer not to because, man, and you got to fucking smash it, man. You're 12 yards away. You're a professional footballer. Fucking put it in. Um, and, you know, that's all, you know, the Dutch, now the, the Dutch Argentina game. Other than that, not really many talking points. Mateo Lajos kind of stole the limelight for both sides as they complained. And, you know, the Argentinians, the way they acted, you know, it's disgraceful. Show some class. These guys are upset. You know, I don't care what went on during the match. You know what? You lose in honor and you win in honor. You know, I've always been brought up that way. You know, as a Real Madrid fan, I feel like we do a good job of that. Um, you know, we don't... Just just look at the way Modric treated the Brazilians. You know, granted, you know, his sons are on the team with Rodrigo and Vinicius. Um... But he didn't have to treat Neymar well. You know, he gave Neymar a hug. He, you know, he treated him well. The Argentinians did not win in grace. Um, they haven't really been known for that. Um, Croatia, Brazil. I, after Neymar scored, I, I literally thought it was over. I texted, oh, I'm like, oh, this is fucking over, man. Um, I don't see how the Croatia hasn't even tried to advance. Osa texted me and said, no, Croatia's going to equalize. Said, man, I don't really have a lot of faith. You know, there's 15 minutes left or so, 20 minutes left or so, and Croatia hasn't really done anything. Yeah, but the midfield and the defense of Brazil is tired. You know, he's right. But you know, I I thought you know they're gonna bunker down. They're gonna they didn't bunker down. That's what happens when your midfield is weak and you have too many attackers on. Um, that was the Brazilian downfall of this tournament. There was no balance. It was all attack and all defense and no midfield. Casemiro is a beast, but you got Lucas Paqueta next to him as a fucking 10. You got Neymar playing, you know, as a 10. You got, you got, you're pretty much playing with five attackers, one midfielder, and four defenders. You can't play football like that, not in today's game. That's why they lost. Croatia controlled the midfield. They controlled the tempo, and even after they gave them a goal, they had zero doubt that they were going to tie the match. They had zero doubt that this was... Their time to shine. Croatia did what they needed to do to get through. And, you know, I I think Croatia is going to beat Argentina because of that. Croatia has experience. Croatia has serial winners. Who is a serial winner on the Argentinian team? You have a keeper from Aston Villa. You have Otamendi, who plays in the Portuguese league, who's passed it. You have Lissandra Martinez, who plays for Man United. And was playing for Ajax before. Serial winners there. I get it. But, you know. Um, Christian Romero. Played for Tottenham. I'm not sure if he still does. Acuna plays for Sevilla. Molina. Tagliofico. Midfield. Enzo Fernandez. Been a beast. But, you know. 
He's young. McAllister, Brighton. DePaul, Atleti. Papu, Sevilla. Di Maria, Juventus. Di Maria is a serial winner, though. Messi, PSG. Barcelona. You know, uh, in a tournament style, we don't really see a lot of serial winners on that team. And I'm saying, I'm not saying Croatia does have that. But Croatia has Luka Modric, who is dictating play, been the best midfielder, arguably the best player in the tournament. Wouldn't be surprised if he goes back-to-back golden ball winner if Croatia makes the final. Or, he's, you know, he's at least going to get the second best. I firmly believe that. Um, Croatia, the right back, his name is lost on me. Oh, is a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of Sosa's. You got Garvadol, who's been the best center back in the tournament. Lovren played out of his freaking socks all fucking tournament. And then an attack. They have a lot of different moving pieces. And, you know, they don't seem to rely on just one guy in attack. Perisic, you know, we're talking about a guy who's been there, done that. Um, even more so beyond that. These guys, they just want to take you to penalties because they know they're going to beat you in penalties. That's what they do. They just win. They don't really care. And, you know, a lot of people can complain about that, but they don't really care. They're just going to beat you. And they've won two penalty shootouts either way anyway. And, you know, Levinka, Levikovic, or however you say his last name? Levikovic? It's probably Levikovic. Wow. I mean, this guy is fucking locked down. This guy is stopping everything. This guy is just keeper of the tournament. Him or Bonu, both have been awesome. And, you know, I'll, I'll use this to transition to Morocco. I mean, what a fucking team. They get one. Get one from Nasiri, who hasn't really had an amazing tournament. But guess what, man? He's in the box. He's pushing those center backs back. He's going up for headers. And you know what? Morocco was really comfortable 1-0. And I hate to say it, but Santos, you really messed up not starting Ronaldo. I know I know Ramos had a hell of a game, and you had to start him. But at least start him together. I, I mean, this is a guy with experience of winning in the biggest games, and you start him on the bench. And guess what? You realize you fucked up, and you bring him on five minutes into the second half. That's a guy who right there is admitting his mistakes. But, man, you realize you fucked up with your starting lineup. Um... Bruno, quiet for two games now. Not very good against the Swiss. Not very good against Morocco. Bernardo Silva. Let's talk of you know, Bernardo Silva, Joel Cancelo, Ruben Diaz. Where, where the fuck are you guys? Huh? You guys are fucking superstars for Man City. People call you the best center back, one of the best midfielders in the world, the best right back, left back in the world, whatever position you're playing on the day. You guys can't even show up for Portugal. Makes me believe that, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, another one, doesn't show up. Maybe City players are just system players. You know, Pep brings in the best guys for his system. That's true. But maybe these guys aren't shit without their system. Kevin De Bruyne has never, never, never done anything with this Belgium team. He's always been okay at best. I've never been sitting there like, oh, he's a superstar. You know, I was riding to the hills, you know, talking about him being the best player in the Prem for a, a long time. Before he got all this hype, and you know, ever since he started getting this hype, I, I, I've dialed back because, you know, that's just the kind of person I am. I like boosting the guys that don't get the love, and I like dialing back on guys that do get the love. And now that he's getting the love, I'm dialing it back a bit because, you know, they compare this guy to Zinedine Zidane. 
but which he's not. But, you know, let's keep it a buck here. Let's be completely honest. Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Joel Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, you guys are for the most disappointing players in this tournament. Most disappointing players of the tournament. That's without a shadow of a doubt for me. Man City guys have not been what they needed to be for their national teams this tournament. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Go win trophies with Man City. But, you know, it's no surprise this team hasn't won a Champions League yet. Portugal gets knocked by Morocco. Morocco, the better team all through the 90 minutes. No surprise there. I had them winning. I put money on them to beat, to advance against Portugal. I didn't know if it was going to be an extra time, pens or whatever. I thought they were going to be the better team. Um, and that's all I really want to say on that. And, you know, moving on to the France-England, this was the juiciest game of the bunch. Both teams quite disappointing. This France team isn't as good as they were last World Cup, despite being on paper much, much better. This English team hasn't really had a test. They come against their first test, and the only way they're creating anything is through penalties. The only way they are having any sort of creation is by getting penalties. And you know what? You blame the ref. Say whatever you want. The ref wasn't good. You know, say whatever you want. I'm tired of this pointing fingers. You weren't good enough on the day. You lost. That's what happens when you're not good enough. When you're not good enough, you lose. Bottom line. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's what happens. You weren't good enough, you lose. And you know what? England wasn't good enough. You know what? France wasn't that good either. Kylian Mbappe. God awful, man. That, he was just not good at all. He had maybe like two or three sequences. And, you know, this is the Kylian Mbappe that they're calling the best player of the tournament, which he has been to this point. But if he ghosts again in the semis and they lose, you know, he shouldn't, he shouldn't win player of the tournament. He shouldn't. If Messi ghosts again, and, you know, Messi has ghosted, you know, in the knockouts, let's, this is a factual statement, you know, if you want to, which is why he doesn't get into my team in the tournament right now. Um, I would run some sort of variation of, like, a 4-4-2. Like, um, honestly, I'd run a 4-4-2 like Real Madrid did um, with the diamond and, Griezmann and Mbappe would be my two forwards, you know. But I wouldn't put Messi in there. I think Griezmann's been better than Messi. And honestly, if, if I'm taking a French player to win the Golden Ball, right now it's, it's Antoine Griezmann. He's been the bona fide best player for France, in my opinion. Um, just because Mbappe scored two goals, crucial goals, against who would they play in the round of 16? Poland? Poland after they opened up um to me that's not enough for me to sit here and be like yep best player in the tournament Griezmann's been pulling the strings he's been doing everything for this French team you know making it easier on Kylian Mbappe uh and Olivia Giroud you know he's been solid uh not great but you know there's people that are saying Olivia Giroud 
Better for this French team than Kareem Benzema. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Do we remember how much this French team was clicking? Clicking in the Nations League? I mean, firing all cylinders. I mean, just so, so good. You're saying that a person that isn't a guaranteed starter for AC Milan has been recently. Wasn't last year. Is a better fit for a team than the best player in the world the past season? Kareem Benzema? I don't know. The maths ain't mathing on that one. Um, Which, you know what? That's fine. Believe what you want. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. There is no shame in having, you know, a certain opinion or feeling a certain way. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to feel how you feel. I won't agree. That being said, to this point, my team in the tournament is Dumfries. A lot of people say Hakimi. Uh, Levikovic. Garvador. Upamakano. Teo. Modric. Amrabat. Tuameni. There's one more midfielder that I'm missing in my head. Can't think of it right now. Up top. Oh, Enzo Fernandez. There's the other midfielder, Enzo Fernandez. Up top, Mbappe, Griezmann. It's my team in the tournament to this point. And honestly, I don't see much changing except for maybe Bonu instead of Levikovic or Hakimi instead of Dumfries. The only reason I have Dumfries is because the Netherlands wouldn't advance past the U.S. if it wasn't for Dumfries. And... They wouldn't have even had a shot against Argentina if it wasn't for Dumfries. He was amazing that game. In my opinion, the best right back in the tournament. Hakimi did a great job shutting down Mbappe. No, they didn't play Mbappe. God, I'm fucking just blank there. I'm so sorry. Hakimi did a good job of... He's going to have to shut down Mbappe. A good job of shutting down Portugal's left-sided attack. But he didn't do much going forward. Dumfries did it on both sides. And, you know, yes, Dumfries had... Timber next to him, so it made it easier. And Del- Del- and Van Dyke in a back five. But, 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 I still think Dumfries has just been slightly better. And I mean slightly. Um, Messi doesn't get my team in the tournament. Honorable mention, sure. Drew, honorable mention, sure. Kromaramich, uh, honorable mention, sure. But to me, those four midfielders that I named, Enzo, Mirajic, Chuameni, and Amrabat, all deserve a shout and all deserve to be in the team of the tournament no matter what. Those four have been arguably the four best players of the tournament, of the entire tournament. Moving on to the semifinals. Croatia, Argentina, France, Morocco. I want Morocco and Croatia to go through. I don't know if they will. Obviously, Argentina and France are the favorites. But this France team hasn't looked that good, and this Argentina team hasn't looked that good, while it's been the opposite for Croatia and Morocco. Morocco looks comfortable being up 1-0. Morocco looks comfortable being tied 0-0. They haven't let up a goal, so we don't know how they look 1-0 down. But Bonu has been amazing. And, you know, he's always been good. I've always been a fan. This Moroccan team fired their manager three months before the World Cup started. No, they had no problem with it. They fired him, 
in August or September. The guy that got them to the World Cup, they fired. They brought a new guy. They brought in this new guy because they didn't understand why the best players were not being put on the field. This guy, he's putting the best players on the field. That's what you need. It's where Greg Berhalter went wrong, and, you know, we can talk about that drama and something I want to talk about. But I think this Moroccan team is good, and I'm rooting for them to go through. You know, those people that are complaining, oh, underdogs, I'm tired of underdogs. These teams aren't underdogs. They made it to the semifinals, knocking off European giants. South American giants for Croatia and Brazil. These teams are not slaying lizards. These teams are slaying dragons. France and Argentina, they're both just going to see them as another team. They're not they're going to see themselves as not the favorites, but they're not going to see themselves as underdogs. These teams are not underdogs, they're underrated. They're good teams. Morocco, Eto had them going to the final and winning. No, just admit, you don't watch African football. I don't. So I can't speak on them. I don't watch AFCON. I don't watch African football. I did watch Senegal team because I like them. And I like Sadio Mane. I like Koulibaly. I like Diallo. That Senegal team, their problem was Mendy this tournament. Who would have fucking thought on that one? No wonder he's lost his spot at Chelsea to Kepa. Croatia, they did it last World Cup. No one expected them to do it again. I had him getting out of the group. I had Belgium getting knocked. But I also had Canada getting out of the group. I was wrong on that one. But you know what? That means I underestimated this Morocco team. I underrated them. But then after watching them, I sat there and I said, you know, this team could go all the way. And they can. And I think they will. Not sure they'll win, but they'll go all the way. They're going to beat this France team. Croatia, I the midfield. They are going to win the midfield battle, and that is why they're going to beat them. They've been good defensively. They've had a good keeper. The problem with the Croatian team is they don't score enough. And guess how they substitute for not scoring enough? They control the ball. People are like, they're sitting back. No, they're not. Look at the possession stats. Look at the passing stats. They They are going... They're inch for inch. Yes, they're not throwing 10 guys forward like Brazil. They're doing it differently, but they're possessing. So I have a Croatia-Morocco final. Maybe it's my bias. May I said at the beginning, I don't want Messi to advance. I don't want, I don't want France to go back to back. Whatever. Maybe, that, maybe it's my bias showing that I think Morocco-Croatia will be in the final. But I think Morocco and Croatia are going to be in the final, based on what I've seen, based on how disappointing Argentina and France have shown, even though France have essentially been untouchable, but they show their weaknesses. And Morocco won't let them score so easily. If France get one early, it's over. But if Morocco can hold it down, they'll, they'll go through, I think. If they can hold them down for 60 minutes and then, you know, France start pushing, they might be able to nick one. Um, that's the best way to beat this France team. This France team is great on the counter. Amazing. But Morocco's not going to give them a space on the counter. They're not going to give them a chance on the counter. Uh, Greg Berhalter, now to talk about the USMNT, which is some news right now. Greg Berhalter should be fired. Um, the talking points of what has been leaked 
by a friend of Weston McKenney, a person who says he's currently hanging out with USMNT players in Miami, has said that Greg Berhalter was going to send Gio Reyna home. The only reason Gio Reyna was not sent home, told him he can fly back to Germany or fly back to the U.S., he was sending him home. The only reason he wasn't sent home is because Claudio Arena and his wife, whose name, unfortunately, I do not know, talked to U.S. soccer and got them to not send him home. A player that when you got fucked by the Netherlands, you said, shit, I'm looking at my bench. Fuck, I got to use this kid I want to send home. A player you didn't give it even a look. A player you asked to be injured. That you told to apologize to the group. Whatever the fuck you told. You know, there's Greg Berhalter comments that came out. You're really airing out dirty laundry with a kid. You know, I hope I hope you get fired over this. And I hope Gio Reyna claps back at you on his side of the story. Because you know what? The rumors are Christian Pulisic doesn't like you. None of the European players like you. I wonder why that is. Is it because you coach in the MLS? What's your problem with European players? Your European players are are the best players you have. What's the problem there? The quote that came out in the media, let me find it. I'll read it aloud. An example I can give you in the last World Cup, we had a player that was clearly not meeting our expectations on and off the field. One of 26 players. So it stood out. As a staff, we sat down together for hours deliberating what we were going to do with this player. We were ready to book his flight home. That's how extreme it was. And part of the conversation was how we're going to behave from here on out. There aren't going to be any more infractions. But the other thing we said to him was he has to apologize to the group, but it's going to have to say why you're apologizing, not just I'm sorry. And I prepped the leadership group with this. I said, okay, this guy's going to apologize to you as a group, to the whole team. And what was fantastic in the whole thing is that after he apologized, they stood up one by one and said, listen. It hasn't been good enough. You haven't been meeting our expectations of a teammate. We want to see change. They really took ownership of that process. And from that day on, there were no issues with this player. And as a coach, the way you can deal with most appropriately is going back to your values because it's difficult to send a player home. It was going to be a massive controversy. You would have been reading about it for five days straight. But we prepped it. We were prepared to do it because he wasn't meeting the standards of the group. And the group was prepared to do that. What a load of... You know what? I just have all that... I find that very, very, very hard to believe. Just because... Rumors are coming from the, from the you know sources close to the players. That they didn't like you. Why was Christian Pulisic not captain? Youngest captain in U.S. history. And I have no problems with Tyler Adams being captain. I don't have a problem with it at all. But taking the captain armband away from Christian Pulisic 
When it happened, when I heard Tyler Adams was captaining the first game, I thought that was weird. And you know what? As an American, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really follow the USMNT that much. I don't. So, you know, maybe something happened that I, I'm, don't, I'm not privy to this information. And I'm not privy to anything that happened in camp. But the rumor that the European players don't like him, automatically need to go. Like I talked about with the Moroccan team. They had no problem sending their coach home. Yeah, you got us here. But if the US MNT wants to take that next step, he lost in that game for the Netherlands, not the US MNT. Greg Berhalter lost that game, not the players. Walker Zimmerman should have never started. Bottom line. Thank you all for listening. That's all my talking points for today. I'm just driving down from an hour away and wanted to get my thoughts down before the quarterfinal starts tomorrow. Croatia playing the first game against Argentina on Tuesday and France playing Morocco on Wednesday and then the final on Sunday. Hala Madrid, not a mas. Thank you for listening. Go follow us on Twitter at La Casa Blanca Pod. Like, share, and subscribe to anyone that you think would find this interesting.